Welcome to Fort Blank, and this episode's blank is video games. And for this episode's guest, I have with me is some of the members of Chaos Studios. And if you're not familiar who Chaos Studios are, it's a basically a group of people who develop who is currently developing an awesome game. Well, based from the trailer I saw. So yeah. Uh, welcome, guys. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Josh from Chaos Studios. I am the marketing and the community manager of the team. Hello, I'm Saurabh, and I am the level designer, cinematic artist of the team. Hello, I'm Shampan Shah, and I'm the lead developer and the game manager of the team. All right. So welcome, guys. Uh, it's First of all, thank you for accepting my invitation to be guest for this episode. I know you guys are busy with uh, developing your game, with the trailer just going out and all. So yeah, let's get on with this topic. So, um, let's get the, what do you call this? The listeners to know you guys more. So what video... Since you are developing games, and I'm assuming you are a fan of games, what video games got you into gaming? Alright, so I guess for me, uh, the main games that I play are MMORPGs. So it's uh, mainly involving myself with a community of gamers. Uh, I get to play with them, do PvEs, and so on and so forth. But I do play other genres as well. But yeah, the main game that uh, got me in is basically MMORPG games. Uh, one of the very first games that I played is uh, Final Fantasy XIV. And uh, as for FPS, the first one is actually CSGO back in 1.3. Alright, so speaking of MMORPGs, we both are, well, I don't know about you if you're still waiting for Blue Protocol, but until now I'm following it. I'm still waiting for it to get out, so I'm still excited for that game. Yes, it is. It's actually still on. Uh, it's it was supposed to release this year, but I think uh, it got delayed due to COVID. So yeah. I think they're gonna release the Japan servers for now, and on a later date, the global release. I mean, if I heard the rumors correctly, I think if it's gonna be released. Well, here it's gonna be still in 2022, so if... yeah, more or less. <laughs> so yeah, that's for Josh. Thank you for that. And how about you, Sora? What you what games got you into gaming? Uh, well, I mean, if I want to start from scratch, the first game that I ever played was Road Rash. I'm pretty sure everyone knows Road Rash. Mm-hmm. But then the actual game that I actually got me into thinking of entering this game development field would be, I'll say, uh, Assassin's Creed 2. Okay. That's the first game that uh, actually got my attention a lot. Mm-hmm. And ever since Assassin's Creed 2, I've been very invested in games in general. Mm-hmm. And and when I grew, I mean, when I got older, like when I reached the place where I'm supposed to go to university, and I thought of, uh, thought of like, okay, so 
I like games so why not just do it I mean everyone at least in uh the place I'm around most of them either do you know engineering degrees or doctor degrees but you know the most common so I was like let's be something different let's not be the usual guys so right. that's why I started uh into game development and Kevia All right so Yeah, uh actually this is a question for me because as for me, I am a guy who likes to play FPS. Uh Josh, Josh knows this because I'm a big fan of Destiny 2. Uh What else? MMORPGs. And about Assassin's Creed, what sucked you in that you that Assassin's Creed made you like gaming? Oh, the first aspect about that would be I mean that was when I, I I was a kid when I liked it but then the first aspect that I liked was the hidden blade no question uh, asked yeah. when I saw that I was like yep I'm in I'm playing this game but and then when I saw the open world stuff in there mm-hmm. that's what started that's what impressed me the most and mm-hmm. storytelling was very good and the very old assassins creed i mean even though i didn't understand much as a kid mm-hmm. i loved it and i did uh, i did a replay of all the old assassins creed like mm-hmm. from assassins creed 2 to revelations uh-huh. and it was mind blowing i loved it even now so right. i mean i'm not saying as new assassins creed games are bad it's just mm-hmm. old ones are the best some didn't age well rather than the others is that correct mm-hmm. all right so yeah thanks for that no so how about you sam what got you into gaming even my first game was road rash like mm-hmm. uh, many of my time um but what got me into the gaming was the prince of persia series oh yeah that's... back in the days <laughs> that was um i mean that was one hell of a game i mean for its time mm-hmm. with the <clears throat> uh, rewinding time uh-huh. and the storyline i mean it was a linear game like nothing mm-hmm. fancy to it but the game itself the story the side the mechanics mm-hmm. it was just beautiful to be honest and later on um the series actually died that was unfortunate but yeah. <clears throat> other than that even um what uh, got me into games was the splinter cell series the mm. stealth classic actually so yeah yeah so <laughs> a funny memory actually uh i don't know if you guys uh played it but the first time i played prince of persia was on the old phones it was one of the colored nokia phones in my time at least mm-hmm. so it was the 2d pixelized prince of persia before the 3d ones came out for the consoles so yeah uh prince of persia brings along lots of memories when i was a kid <laughs> and well splinter cell i like to play it but as a kid i didn't understand on how to do stealth because well as a kid i just want to shoot stuff <laughs> so yeah so that was 
the that question was how we got into gaming. But next, since you guys are developing games, how did you get or what inspired you guys to develop your own game? Uh, I'd say uh, since okay, since I joined the the university as a in I mean in the game development course, I started building small games for my own college projects, and then it was time for me to uh, build something that will uh, impress the people, like. You know, for interviews and whatnot, for my portfolios. That's when I started to take things seriously, and and I met Sam. Sam is actually an old friend of mine. Even before I started doing this, I used to play a game called Dying Light, which is a, it's a zombie parkour yeah. game. Yeah, it, it was it's a, it's a good game. But that's where I met him, and uh i i remember the last week i spoke to sam that was like a year or two ago that was mm. uh when the, he was into game programming so i remember that fact and i talked to him saying hey do you want to work with me to make a game and then coincidentally even he was working on something that uh that uh that he needed uh, some help with in terms of levels so i was like yeah sure why not and that's where i started developing our first game mm-hmm. that was uh, that was my main motive first but my main motive was to develop my portfolio but now i'm way more invested into this team than literally anything else at the moment but yeah <laughs> all right actually that sounds good actually i have a question but this is for later on how you guys because i thought to some other member stop there were more of you guys and you guys came from other countries or you didn't really meet in person and you haven't met in person so you met through video games which is like the not really the Cinderella story but like the the heart tear jerking story of how friends meet in video games then they turn into good friends so yeah so i'll ask that later so yeah uh, how about you sam uh for me game development started way later on mm. for me i was way more invested in programming mm. so i've been programming since i was in class seven oh. or eight mm-hmm. so I've been programming since then and one thing happy got ro- uh, sorry showed up got wrong was we met in 2014 while playing um, Splinter Cell Blacklist <laughs> so yeah we have been playing games since then mm. <coughs> back in the day and uh, yeah so basically I started programming and then um, Uh, I got into the Unreal Engine stuff. Uh, first, I was working with Unity for a few months. Then mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I went to Unreal uh, for some reason. I don't remember why, but I just went there. And uh, then I started working as uh, freelancers and stuff like that. So I've been working in the like uh, not in the industry as. Uh, professional like for the companies but for other in uh, indie developers have been working for them 
as a contractor basis so yeah that's how i am in this so, yeah, <coughs> development yeah. part it seems like you have a lot of ex- experience under your pocket so that's really nice and next is i'm wondering how about you josh how did you get in or get with chaos studios because he said you were the marketing and the like the social media person yes uh, well actually uh i've met uh the first person i met here was actually happy uh we met back in overwatch yeah it's actually one of the games that i've played for quite a lot of time an ex- ex- extensive amount of time playing overwatch i think uh, overwatch came out last uh 2015 if i'm not mistaken yeah so uh one year into the game uh, i met happy because it's a competitive shooter right so there's like a mm. six versus six and then what my teammates were happy with his friends and then i don't i don't actually know how we became uh friends so this was back in 2015 Um, but yeah, since uh, we played, uh, we played often. Then they invited me to the group um, to play along with his friends, and that's how we, I guess, we became friends. And then uh, late last year, I think around August, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I knew their project way before August because uh, uh, Happy approached me asking me if I know some voice actors and so on. Mm-hmm. And one of my uh, friends here in the Philippines. Uh, it's actually a voice actor, so I introduced um, DT, uh, yeah, the friend of mine who's a voice actor, to Happy, and he became the voice of uh, one of the characters in our game. Then uh, a few months later, yeah, around August, that's when Happy contacted me asking if uh, I started out as a marketing consultant for them. Mm-hmm. Then eventually, I uh, got more roles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I uh, edited some of the videos as well. Um, helped mm. created the um, social media, so on and so forth. Mm. So basically, yeah, our goal is just to increase the community. But yeah, uh, I guess it started with uh, yeah, making friends in the gaming community. Um, and yeah, um, to my surprise, yeah, I will. I'm now part of uh, the team as well. All right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, actually, uh, I saw. Well, I've been seeing on how hard you guys been working on your game, and well, because I was there when I was in the background when Josh was having his meetings with uh, you guys and other members of Chaos Studios, and when he was working on the what do you call this, the trailer that you guys just released. And for the listeners out there, don't worry, I'll put the link to their page and. To the to their new trailer for the game, uh, in the description, so you don't need to worry if you don't get the trailer later. So yeah, so since you guys been working hard, and you know you you've been really thinking about every aspect of the game. Like when I've heard one of the things I've heard was Josh saying when you were guys when you guys were having a meeting, Josh was saying. Oh, this item needs like a background story, just because it doesn't really need to be just an item. I mean, I appreciate that as a gamer because uh, I'm an avid fan of Skyrim and everything there has lore. So yeah. So can you guys tell the listeners? And well, of course, this is a privilege for me that I get to know this uh, about the story of the game, its genre, uh, what. 
whatever you can tell the listeners and well me for now okay so our game is a uh, 3d action rpg mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, in which the camera movement is not 3d it's set in a certain place okay. but you can still move around in all planes like in all axes so it's still considered 3d but then uh, the story itself would be it's a place called delaya where magic is quite rare it was it wasn't a thing uh, before uh, so how you get the magic is from the dragons themselves like since the dra- since the dragons are rare in this world mm-hmm. even magic is rare but then the darkness uh, in this world in the darkness army mm-hmm. uh, started taking over the world to try and control the magic and then the people who can control the magic are someone called phoenix mages so what the darkness started to do was they started to take control of these phoenix mages so they can control all the magic so because of this there were a very very few like there were very scarce amount of mages in the first place to help the good people and not the bad people so what happened was the main protagonist he himself is a phoenix mage but he doesn't know that yet right. so so that the story basically is him trying to discover his own identity also trying to save his missing sister or rather a sister who who is lost to the darkness very much all right yeah, so that's, that's basically the story for the game all right so i mean as a lot of games that have that got inspiration for from past games like what do you call this like one of the pl- the games i play in my phone it's ti- its title is another eden it basically got got its inspiration from chrono trigger if you're familiar with that game from the super nintendo console uh what is your in- what game was the inspiration behind i know phoenix dust right the the story itself actually was not inspired but the story actually was not in, was not created by me okay so there's another member of our team called Shane mm-hmm. so he has been writing the book for a very long time and he wanted right. to convert this into a game so mm-hmm. the main story of that game has come from there mm-hmm. but the some of the gameplay aspects and everything have been inspired by dark souls right. which are three any the the good rpgs name it that, right. yeah so yeah you so, yeah. you said dark souls and one of the things dark souls is known for is its difficulty so will uh phoenix does have this or did you just get the 
some of the playstyle from Dark Souls? Or did you get the inspiration? Uh, so, the thing is, in our Phoenix Dust, um, we have bosses and they are pretty much... Uh, when you fight the bosses, you will feel the thing uh, or feel how much of a difficulty it is because <clears throat> it's not only hard it's also about strategy right. so you can feel it when you fight a boss the very first one that comes in when the game starts so <clears throat> the bosses are very much um, divided uh, into categories some are brute forces mm-hmm. some use strategy uh, while some are really um, hard to catch by what they are. So, um, our bosses are very much like Dark Souls. And um, for the Witcher, it's mm-hmm. the combat mostly. The, uh, uh, the combat uh, as in um, the sword play. Mm-hmm. and uh, the abilities that comes with it right. so uh, and uh, we are we are also inspired by some other um um hack and slash games to be honest mm-hmm. like but we do not have a combat that is hack and slash right. but there are certain elements that are really inspired by them so i won't disclose all the things that they are because um, we are still playing with it, trying to add as much as we can, so the players can feel uh, that it's something new to mm-hmm. it. It's not typically standing out to one type of genre. All right. So, so that is it. All right. So yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. What more? What elements you guys are gonna add more? To this game so next is actually this is more about your guys experience in developing the game is i mean you can tell any story may it be the good parts the bad whatever hardships you guys went through because not all things are easy i mean even doing a podcast is not easy, even if I just talk. <laughs> and yeah, so what what's, what are the experiences that you guys can tell the listeners about developing your game so far? And maybe advertising it and whatever. Well, Alright, uh, I guess uh, for me, uh, one of the challenges that we face is that since, as you mentioned earlier, we haven't really met in person, so none mm. of us are working, um, like in, a, in an office. So mm. all of us are mainly working from home. So sometimes it's very hard to coordinate with um, team members, or sometimes we get um, some stuff a bit later than uh, what normal, what the typical office setup would usually have. Uh-huh. So um, another difficulty would be us having different time zones. So sometimes we have to adjust, or at least uh, for. Uh, mainly probably for us we adjust our sleeping schedules or like our work schedules to accommodate for the uh, um, for the time for the 
the dif- the difference in the time zone. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, I think uh between uh Happy Sam and I, we have like a two and a half hour difference. And as what as uh what Happy mentioned earlier, Shane, he's from the uh, US, so it's a bigger time gap between the two of us. So I guess yeah, it's more of um sometimes coordinating, uh, even uh, setting up a meeting. It's it has proven a bit of uh, a bit difficult for us in a sense that we have to match everyone's time zone and availability in order for us to conduct a team meeting. All right. But yeah, at least may, uh, mainly yeah, that that's uh, one of the problems that I face from time to time. Mm. At least the hardship. Yeah. So yeah. Uh. uh for, wait. For the listeners out there, just to clarify things, because uh, Josh knows this too. People know me as Happy, so whenever Josh says Happy, it's Sora, uh, <laughs> because apparently we have the same nickname. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two happies. Let's just make a happy team. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. About uh, Sora and Sam, what have been your experiences in developing this game? May it be the good or the bad. Uh, the first thing would be, uh, okay, when we started developing this game around mid-April last year, either uh, start of April or mid-April. So at the start, it was only three of us. So I was the I was the only level designer, which was quite hard on me because I had to manage a lot of stuff and. And I started making cinematics for the game as well once we started getting new animations into our game. So being uh, being a level designer and a cinematic artist, mm. doing both at once was was quite hectic, especially when I was the only guy that I had to do this. So that was the only hardship I think I faced. But as time went on, I had Josh to help me with the uh, with the trailer, especially like so. When I do a certain cinematic, I show Josh that, and he gives his opinions on it. And mm-hmm. I asked Sam about how this level is. So as time progressed, more and as more people join, I got more help. But at the start, I would say is uh, at the starting of the development phase, it's, it was definitely hard being the only person to do all this but mm-hmm. yeah that, that was the only hardship i could really think of other yeah. than that the model support was pretty good and i i hope this model support carries on i really like this game yeah, all right so yeah from the sounds of it you guys have a, a great flow going you guys have teamwork and that's hard to get in in a develop, especially a development team, especially that you guys haven't met and uh, you guys have different time zones because yeah, you're from different countries. And yeah, how about you, Sam? What is your experiences? Mm, <clears throat> the thing was like um, last year. Till last year, I was also working as a freelancer. Mm-hmm. So the main issue for me was managing two jobs at that time uh, right. basically um, 
and i also had to as a lead programmer and the game manager i also had to manage this thing over here mm. so and managing what was going on and what were the things that had to be taken care of mm-hmm. so <clears throat> yeah uh, it uh, proved challenging for me to like uh, bounce two things at once but the team itself was really uh good and understanding and everyone really followed through it through <coughs> the sh- schedules and uh to their to-do lists so mm-hmm. everything ended up being pretty much to the point where we wanted to be all right so yeah S- uh, since you sam since you said that Uh, one of your challenges was uh, basically you had work before this while you were doing this before. Uh, how did you how did you guys balance your other life from this developing this game? Uh, even my other job is game development. Anyhow. So as so it's not very much different from what I am doing over here. So <clears throat> they kind of uh, I mean synchronize with each other but the problem is like uh, staying in front of the computer for way too much longer than yeah. <laughs> a normal person should be. Mm. Yeah. And um, and the hardest thing is like um uh in a programmer's life is debugging it takes up a lot of time and it's mm-hmm. a lot of headache so yeah all right so yeah uh speaking of debugging let me ask you this since you said debugging lo- takes lots of time uh because i follow lots of youtubers mainly gamers uh, one of them is matt mcmuscles basically from two best friends play And he was a former debugger, and he always talks about his life as a playtester debugger. And one of the things he says that it's very repetitive. That you need to do, you need to walk into walls if you fall off. You need to find bugs. You just don't play it. You need to find bugs. So how hard is it to do that? That you. That you will make bugs appear out of nowhere. Um, that would be a question for the tester. Um, the guy that speaks, he was a tester debugger. I'm a programmer debugger. All right. It's basically, you know, being a detective to your own murder scene. So right. you commit the murder, and then you find where you committed the murder. So basically, that's it. All right. So yeah. Uh... How about uh, Sora and Josh? How did you guys balance your other life or from developing this game? So any of you can go first. Uh, all right. Well, uh, gamers don't have life. That's all I can say. <laughs> that <is laughs> But okay. Uh, well, for me, I guess um, since during COVID time, this happened during COVID time. So for me, I had a lot of time on my hands, more or less. So I was able to dedicate at least a decent amount of time for um, for this one. 
So I wouldn't really say that um, I had a hard time balancing. I guess it's more of just adjusting at the beginning. Like I said, like uh, the time difference is very different. So I think, I think, I think there's a huge time gap as well. So I guess um, balancing the time was uh, was something that was difficult at first. But other than that, um, there was barely any adjustments. So it's times like um, when when they need to have stuff done. Uh, sometimes I do uh, research to get to have uh, to have a better grasp on uh, on what to do or like uh, at least to research on results if this is viable or not. So it's mainly just uh, doing a bit of research and uh, learning different stuff. Um, like before I. Uh, before I entered um, uh, Chaos Studios, I don't actually know how to do After Effects. Mm-hmm. But um, since I've joined uh, and I saw like, okay, maybe we could add, do something with our logo or um, do something uh, different. So I tried learning After Effects and then I think, yeah, one, one of the our intros is basing from the uh, uh, After Effects logo that uh, I did. Right. So yeah, uh, so it's a great experience, like uh, learning new stuff, um, the stuff that you never thought you would do, you're actually doing it because uh, you did it for work. So yeah, so it's a good learning experience for me as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, actually I've been seeing when you were working on the logo, so yeah, actually you were learning a lot and to be honest, I was learning a lot and I used that <laughs> knowledge for for my previous uh, trailer, so yeah. <laughs> so how about you, Sora? Uh well, uh, for me it's the pretty much the same story as Josh, which is you know, uh, I was this was actually my last year in university, mm-hmm. so and and because of you know the pandemic and whatnot i didn't really have classes and it was mostly online so i really didn't have anything to adjust myself to in terms of timing mm-hmm. i mean other than the uh the meeting difficulties that goes on as in but other than that it's pretty much my my gamer life and work let's say so whenever i finish work i switch to games and whenever work needs to be done i quit the games and get back to work that's that's pretty much the only thing that I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, from what I see, because it's kind of funny. And at the same way, I know you guys are working hard. Uh, you guys play during meetings, and <laughs> that's just amazing. <laughs> oh. And here's the thing, actually, since streaming is becoming a mainstream now, and lots of people even here in the Philippines, are getting into streaming because, you know, COVID, they can leave the house. And, yeah, and as for me, I'm planning, I want to stream the game when I get the resources. And, you know, a lot of things that are coming out now are trying to become streamer-friendly. Like, there's options to turn off copyrighted music and whatnot. So... Will you will your game be streamer friendly, or what are the options? Right, as for at the moment, uh, 
we don't have any music composers but if that if that were to be the case uh we'll we'll see what we can do with because this is uh this is not something that we have thought of yet but mm-hmm. yeah we will we'll consider it but yeah Yeah. Uh, please do cuz I want to stream this being when I get the resources. And basing from the trailers and the work you got you guys put into this game, it seems kind of awesome. So, next is yeah, think uh be, because I've watched a lot of people documentaries in game development because at one point I was studying game development online but I stopped. So what re- uh, in your respective uh, positions in Chaos Studios like like Sora is a level designer uh what research did you put in or how much research did you put in in finding oh I want this or this will be the inspiration for this area? or for let's say the fighting moves this certain martial arts so yeah hmm as for as for the sorry as for the research for inspiration uh I've not, for my for my levels for most part it's pretty much me having a concept of how it should look like mm. when i start making the level so let's say uh if i re- if i okay i'll give you one small example that would be i wanted to create a balcony that was quite similar to uh if you have played devil may cry 4 yeah. there was this one level where you are in a church and in the balcony that's flowing around so so this is just an example but that was something that i had in mind when i was designing one of the levels so i i try to implement whatever i have in mind or mm. to try and look similar to what i have in mind so i for myself i don't really do too much of research because once sam or once chain gives me the story or the place where it's where this level is supposed to be set mm-hmm. i already have an image as soon as they tell me the scene mm-hmm. i have an image in mind already so i usually build up from that scene itself but if i do need to look up references i do because mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, art is pretty much looking up references and doing you art is art can't be done without references it's impossible that so, is true yeah so that's basically what i do when it comes to level design references right yeah. yeah all right so uh let me ask you this cuz earlier i said what did you research the fighting style or stuff like that uh how did you decide we want this sword style sword style or fighting style where did you uh what inspiration or where did you get the inspiration or how you decided that yeah this is the fight this is the sword style or we want this style of combat or magic and what not for this game 
Right. Uh, so for the combat itself, uh, at first uh, we were quite uh, constrained to how the combat would be done because uh, because of uh, the because we had very little monetary backup. Mm-hmm. So we were confined to the animations that we had in terms of designing a combat style. But as it progressed on and we started getting some cash flowing in, mm-hmm. what we did was we wanted to make it uh, a bit similar to uh, Dark Souls where you can... There was some hack and slash element to it. Mm-hmm. It's not completely eliminated, but then you still have to think about how you attack. So right. what we planned on doing was uh, a, a, a mixture of hack and slash and Dark, Dark Souls combat to to make it interesting. So that's pretty much where our combat is at the moment. Alright, so your combat is more of a western sword style if I got it correctly. Uh, yes, correct. Next is, I mean, uh, we've been talking about your game and let's get your opinions on other games. So, sure. did, what video game or yeah, what video game do you like? And you know it's like a guilty pleasure to you, but people, other people think this game is shit. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, this one's. Uh, this one's. I, I mean, the, the 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 game I love the most would be uh, if I want to speak in terms of online play. Mm-hmm. I would say my favorite game would be either Rainbow Six Siege or uh-huh. Overwatch because that's what I've been playing the most in terms of mm-hmm. competitive shooters. I mean, except now Valorant came out and, and stuff. But uh, in terms of stories, I would say I mean I already said this before. Old Assassin's Creed will never beat anything else. But as of now, I would say the best game in terms of story now would be uh, Life is Strange that's that's something that I will never forget Mm -hmm. and uh, the other game would be Resident Evil 2 Mm -hmm. these are games I usually enjoy single player games more than multiplayer games so I like I like to look at story first before I try to purchase any game. But yeah. All right. Those are my two favorite single player games, I would say. All right. So how about you, Josh? What is the game that you like, but people think, think it's shit or basically it's a guilty pleasure? Okay, I think uh, this game is not really considered as shit but i guess uh basing from the environment that i uh i am in right now it's actually ff14 solely because it's subscription based all right so <laughs> you know how like uh yeah the, the typical mindset oh it's a subscription i don't want to pay for it monthly so mm-hmm. yeah i've i've i always encounter a lot of these 
uh, type of people, especially here in the Philippines. Although there's like there's actually a FF14 Philippine group here, but yeah, most of my friends uh, don't play FF14. So I actually played FF14 all by myself uh, until I reached like max level. Uh, I got a lot of my characters, a lot of my classes at max level, and I pay like. Um, I think it's $13 monthly, so it's a pretty uh-huh. expensive game for you to <laughs> actually play. And a lot of people, whenever I try to invite my friends, hey, come, let's play FF14, they have like a free up to level 35, and they'd be like, oh, well, yeah, it's a nice game, but you know, I have to pay monthly. So, mm. <clears throat> so yeah, there's always that um, drawback from uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Although I'm not dissing on their uh, payment system, because, uh, yeah. Um, they have one of the most amazing supports, mm-hmm. uh, updates, and so on and so forth. That it is serves the uh, subscriptions. I mean, adding so, on, yeah. yeah, adding on to yeah, what yeah. you said. Actually, the payment of thirteen dollars per month is super worth it. As a former player of FF14, uh, their updates are. Or the new content they put out is very steady. It, well, there are times that they that there is a lag time, but you know, it's super worth it. The yeah, it is. Parang in Filipino, hindi bitin. <laughs> yeah, that's actually quite true. Actually, yeah, FF14 started out as a pretty bad game. Like, yeah. remember the uh, the first when it first came out, it was a pretty bad game. They had to redo a lot of stuff until A Realm Reborn came out. And uh, with that, yeah, th- that's where they started getting more players. Mm. So uh, it's actually like, uh, I love how devoted um, the team for FF14 is. Like the effort that they put into the game to make it better. Mm. Uh, like it gets better and better. Like. Uh, at least for my experience, some games or even movies, um, usually the sequels are not as good as compared to when it, uh, not as good as compared to the first version. Or like, um, um, I don't want to give like examples, but yeah, uh, there are like some games where in the the second the sequel to it are not as good as the first game. But it, with FF14, it's quite the opposite. The more you progress through the story, through the expansion, it gets mm-hmm. better and better. So, All yeah. right. So yeah, uh, actually, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking very hard, but I'll. But I feel like if I go with the. With this, with the thing I'm thinking of, it's gonna be a lot of research for me because I'm thinking of doing an episode solely on FF14 or Final oh, Fantasy yeah. because I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy. I grew up starting playing from starting from Final Fantasy, uh, if I remember correctly, three, which is Final Fantasy one in Japan. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> uh, next is Sam. What is your guilty pleasure game? Mm, actually, um, there is none to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, there never has been a game like that. Like um. At least I know of mm. from my part because um, the thing is, uh, while coming to games, I <clears throat> um, 
uh, till date to be honest like even as a game developer like i do very minimum research on those games as they come out it's mostly i play games when some friend of mine says hey check this game out mm-hmm. it's really good and stuff like that and that's how i come to know about it so to be honest i have no idea like if there's a game that some people do not like about or talk shit about it or mm. if something's like not worth it or something i really don't go into all of those while being playing a game if it's good to me it's good to me all right kind of a deal so actually this is a question since josh brought up that some sequels are not as good as the first part of the game So let me ask you guys your personal opinion. What for you is a game that has a sequel? What game sequel killed its original game? Right. Okay, this is this is a hard question. <laughs> uh hmm. I would say okay, this is this is an unpopular opinion but I mean, it's your opinion uh, it it's not wrong it's not right it's your opinion so yeah uh but I think the okay, then again I'm sorry if I keep circling back to you know Assassin's Creed but then it's okay the the newer one on not great in terms of story so that's something that killed the uh, a lot of the OG fans of the franchise for, right. for like me for example i mean it's still a good game nonetheless mm-hmm. but then it still doesn't feel like assassin's creed anymore that's it mm-hmm. because you can it feels like an rpg yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah and been... assassin's creed was not an rpg Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think for me at least, they were trying to go they they were trying to merge of the skill trees of the of the existing games right now or the booming games right now with the Assassin's Creed gameplay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Especially after this, uh they tried to do this Witcher 3 style conversation in Odyssey which mm. when i saw this i'm like why you trying to copy witcher 3 that is something different this let it be right. it's fine doesn't but for me one yeah, of yeah that that's... one of the Man, things i like with well uh to point it out directly assassin's creed valhalla because i'm really not of that of a stealthy player <laughs> in the first place uh is hmm, yeah. the new things they put into it and not really and the accuracy they of the history within it i mean they're not super accurate but it's still there the history is still there and one one of the things that i like when Josh and I were streaming AC Valhalla was the rap battles. <laughs> I mean, that was really fun when it came to AC Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's burn. something. Uh, that's something Assassin's Creed do well, which is they kind of get the history and the setting right, mm. and they make 
the gameplay fun. So I'll give them that. That's good. Okay. All right. So that that was for you, sir. And how about you, Josh? What is the sequel that killed its original game for you? Your opinion? Uh, for me, I think uh, one of the games that I, that I have played for um, mm-hmm. quite some time as well is actually Call of Duty. So yeah, back then, yeah, Call of Duty was uh, pretty basic, and it was a lot of fun because you get to shoot a lot. And uh, I think the more complex it got, the fewer the player bases. I think the last um, Call of Duty that I was actually interested in was Black Ops uh-huh. or Black Ops 2. But like the following games were just too much. <laughs> like they had um, some yeah the, the future so the, the future soldier something. I don't even know the title anymore. <laughs> like yeah, I think that that's the one that. Um, Because they're really good with like history with the um, the the World War Two mm. um, the World War Two games and then the uh, modern warfare. Yeah, th- those were really great. But like when they stepped into the future warfare or something like that, it became I don't know. For me, it was uh, I think that's when I also noticed when the player base um, went down as well. Uh-huh. Um, aside from that, yeah, th- there are some games uh, that I've only played the first version and then the following versions were not as good mainly because I think uh, one of the games is Dragon Age as well. I think Dragon uh-huh. Age didn't get as much uh, player base as much as the first one and mm-hmm. I think it, they made it, they made a bounce back with Inquisition that but yeah, yeah the damage was was <laughs> done so yeah. yeah it was irrepressible Uh, yeah, I didn't even play the second one. I just played the first one, and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was for Josh. How about you, Sam? For me, I think it was Forgotten Sands. Mm-hmm. That was the worst Prince of Persia they ever could launch. That was the main reason. I mean, it went all down to hell with that series. So yeah. Probably that, that was it. All right, so I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I haven't played any Prince of Persia games, and I mean after the phone one. <laughs> so okay. So I actually story-wise, I... they were really unique, and they really had a strong story. I mean, um, not to compare with something even. Uh, with the um, Assassin's Creed, um, I mean, even if I compare the few Assassin's Creed that I've played, like Prince of Persia had that kind of a story. Like it was to a whole other level, even if you compare it with Assassin's Creed stories. All right, so yeah, uh, to be honest, I only watch gameplays of the. 3D Prince of Persia games, and so far it didn't hit me like, oh wow, I want to play this. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take your opinion on this game. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, what what sequel killed the original game is I'm I'm gonna agree with Josh on this one. It's gonna be. Call of Duty, but it's not the future. Actually, I don't know the title too. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be the Royal Rumble and the Warzone. If I Warzone, yes. the Battle Royale one. Yes, the Battle Royale one. <laughs> it's gonna be Warzone, because 
as for me, I'm not a, fa- a fan of lots of battle royale type games. But when, uh, what do you call this? When Metal Gear and Call of Duty jumped into the bandwagon, in my head, I, I just said, nope, I'm not playing this. I don't know. Uh, have you guys have you guys tried the Warzone one? Is it good? Is it bad? I've tried it, but like like a similar with you, it's not my cup of tea. Like, because uh, yeah, my, my brother actually plays it, and he invited me because there's actually cross play from PC to PS4, to my surprise, because uh, it's an FPS, so you don't usually see um, PvP um cross platform between fps and uh, between pc and ps4 or console because uh pc would have an advantage for that one so he invited me we played a bit but like yeah um at the end of the day it's still a battle royale i know some people i mean a lot of people are into battle royale that maybe that's why they also shifted their um game game mechanics to a battle royale or at least they introduced a battle royale because i think warzone also came out with the remastered modern warfare yeah so yeah i guess uh, for their pvp they introduced the war zone to at least adjust with the current demand in the market mm-hmm. so uh yeah i guess that's probably why they shifted there as well it's so fun but like um i still had more fun playing the original um call of duty mm. Yeah, and oh. not to mention microtransactions. Like when they uh, added yeah. new boxes and microtransactions to games uh, that made it pay to win, then I guess that also brought the downfall of some other games. Like actually, yeah, uh, Battlefield, uh, Battlefront, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, bef- yeah, they introduced, like, uh, the first one was so bad. Like, they introduced uh, loot boxes, pay to win mm. stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, moving on to the next topic, actually. Uh, Josh and I talked about this uh, a few months ago and Josh said something that actually it was really nice. So I'm gonna ask it again. This is, you, Josh can answer again because your answer when I asked this to you was super great, super nice. Uh, what are your guys' opinion on most men playing as girl characters, especially in multiplayer games. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think I think Happy, uh, I think Sorab, Happy Sorab, could actually uh, provide a better answer than me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean. The reason as to why people do this would be okay. Even I'll admit that even I take even I choose girl characters a lot over male characters. This is not something that I want to hide. Just saying it off the bat. But then the reason why I would do this is ah uh, well. I mean, the first answer should be obvious because you know, and the second one would be. I don't know. Okay, it's just. Uh, I mean, at least to me, it's boring to play as the same gender that I am already. It's, right. it's, it's a weird answer, I know, but, but yeah, that, that's that's pretty much what I. That's that's just my thought process. Mm. All right. Or it's uh, always the armor. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is what I'm waiting for. 
the armor answer because that yes. was the one of, that was the first time I heard that answer. It was really good. So it's it's actually not because okay, uh, like I don't get why some games make their the female armors more revealing. For me, that that's not the catch to it. But like how the armor styles look so different from the men. Like you have the same armor set and. Uh, 9 out of 10 or like 8 out of 10 it looks shittier on males even with like uh, if, imagine like there's a girl and I'm holding like a giant axe or a giant sword it looks much cooler than like a big dude mm. holding a giant axe that just looks like a regular sword but like it gives like the, the, the female one looks so powerful in, in that sense and like the armor would really suit the female models better than the male models. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I guess that is developer's way of making people pick female characters aside from simping on them. <laughs> Actually, that is... Because going back to Dark Souls, or I don't know, this is... I just noticed this in Dark Souls. I don't know about if it's in any game that has character creation. When you make a male character and make him super buff or super thin to the max level, The armor, if you put on armor on that character, it just looks wrong. It super looks wrong. So, I, oh, okay. I didn't notice it. Oh, uh, yeah. Because so, Happy only notices female characters. Because I've never played Dark Souls much. Come on. <laughs> I mean, uh, I understand. Some men play, what do you call this? female characters because of the jiggle physics i'm not gonna lie i'm one of i was one of them that's why i like um, dead or alive because jiggle physics <laughs> right <laughs> loves okay, it so, both happy no, loves it actually uh, there's this friend of mine who loves fighting games and uh, he loves dead or alive and He tells me various reasons for liking this game. I'm like, mate, I know your answer. You don't have to hide this. It's okay. And I mean, to be fair, I do play other fighting games as well. And uh, for example, Mortal Kombat 11. And mm. in in Mortal Kombat 11, my main is Cassie K. So <laughs> it's it's fun. But then again, it's there are the main reason why. People pick female characters is probably what uh, Josh gave the answer. Josh and you gave the answer pretty much, which is you know, armors look better and jiggle things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it really why... a friend happy or is it you? <laughs> it is a friend. <laughs> I don't, I don't play Dead or Alive much, but I have played it with him. It is a fun game, but I don't know why there's not much community to that game anymore. But yeah. I mean, I feel like the community switch when Sen Senran Kagura went out. If you're familiar with the team, it's it's like the Japanese version of BOA. But uh, I'm not sexualizing girls, but this is just the game. It's it's <laughs> anime. Yeah. It's a fighting game with anime girls with huge boobies. That's <laughs> That's all that is true. <laughs> I mean, Happy's favorite. <laughs> That's why you two have the same name. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Correct. All right. So, uh, enough with physics. How about you, Sam? 
do you have anything to add on why men most men like playing girl characters ah <laughs> uh, no nothing to nothing more to comment to be honest <laughs> all right <laughs> so next is so uh time flies by fast because we already uh, went past our one hour mark so in every episode i have i do hypotheticals with my guests so this is my hypotheticals for you guys uh, okay i'm sure you guys watch familiar are familiar with isekai basically the guy gets hit by a truck or gets transported into another world so uh, in the spirit of sword art online if you guys were transported into a video game of your choice with all the no- with your knowledge of that video game and you have to leave if you want to leave you have to finish the whole game and well as sa sword art online rules If you die in the game, you die in real life. So, what game would you choose and why? Um, I guess I can just go to Sims then. Just chill, okay? But if I had to choose like a serious game, then mm-hmm. I guess I can go to. Hmm. Okay. I can go to Genshin Impact, I guess, because I am an avid player of that game. So, yeah, and I know a lot about that about that game, so mm. it's easy for me there. So. All right, plus lots of waifus there, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not happy to wife, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 not. I finally get wife. to meet my waifu characters. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that would be a dream for a lot of people, but actually, yeah. that is true. I mean, uh, unpopular opinion, or I don't know if this is a popular opinion. I feel like this is why the Hatsume Miku VR is such a downloaded or bought game because they get to meet their waifu Hatsume Miku. <laughs> Right. So yeah. Uh, Action. Uh, sorry, go on. I know. Go first. No, I actually didn't know about this. I I don't know too much about VR, so I'm just learning <laughs> along with you. So. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, how about you, Josh? What game would you choose and why? I guess for me, it would still be Final Fantasy XIV, just mm-hmm. because like yeah, I. For one, I don't have to pay monthly anymore because I'm stuck there, so that's really nice. <laughs> so yeah, no, no more monthly fees to pay. Another um, one is like, like yeah, um, I enjoy playing the game, but I guess probably the most uh, one of the things that I'll probably do in that game is to build my house, mm-hmm. um, decorate my house, grind for the gears for my house, and let the other people just finish the game so we could all get out. But, like yeah. <laughs> Um, it has pretty fun mechanics, like a uh, pretty good raid systems. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you just don't die. But like as a as a white mage main, I could just resurrect people, and uh, you, hey, <laughs> you're not <laughs> dead yet. 
find <laughs> you know something like that alright so, so yeah so, I think that's the yeah. uh, sorry continue sorry It's, I'm just gonna say like it has the revive mechanic, so we we shouldn't be too much afraid of dying, as long as you guys have a white mage which is you. <laughs> so yeah, or like at least a, a healer, because uh, yeah, I think all healers could uh, could resurrect. So as, as long as we have healers that are still alive, then yes, we won't die. So here's is a question: since you chose an MMOR MMORPG, what race in Final Fantasy XIV would you choose to be in that world? If you are to be a Isekai in it. Oh, well, actually, uh, there's a lot of. Uh, well, I wouldn't say a lot. It, it has the typical amount of races. Although per expansion, they introduce new races. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm. <laughs> I, I can't say for sure, but for now, they ha- they have this a uh, dragon, looking a uh, dragonkin looking. Mm. Uh, character called Aras, so yeah, it's either an Aura or boy. <laughs> I mean, actually, the Aras is kind of new for me. This is the first time I've ever heard of it, so I look it up after this recording. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that is a yeah. smart answer. If you're in an MMO RPG with revival systems, that's not a bad way to go. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But at least you have like second chances, unless if you got a team wipe or something, then <laughs> well, goodbye. <laughs> And you can just overlevel yourself before you fight. That so is it's like wait for the next patch, <laughs> overlevel yourself so you you won't take as much damage. <laughs> so yeah, uh, how about you, Sam? What is the game you choose to be in? Hello, Sam. You there? Yeah. Sorry. Did I just DC or something? All right. Sorry, I did not hear. What was uh, it? What game do you choose to be in? Basically, you you will be easy to into a game. And like in Sword Art Online, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Mm-hmm. And to get out, you need to finish the game. Uh, best game would be Just Cause. <laughs> wow. Because why game. not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <coughs> Who doesn't want a jetpack and a grappling hook? <laughs> What just cost though? Because there's lots of just cost. Just cost. Which just one? cost three specifically. All right. The three one yeah. is you're you're in the jungle one, right? Or is, I'm thinking of a different. No, no. The fourth is the jungle one. The right. fourth is the jungle one. The third <laughs> is in Mexico. Ah, alright, yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, that's extreme. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least the one answered Dark Souls. Actually, that is true. <laughs> that would be the We worst game to be in. Yeah. I mean, we I already would... died trying. To I mean, that, I would so be surprised do if somebody answered. What game is it? Is it Dying Light, the game with Freddy Krueger and the different killers? Oh, Dead by Daylight. Daylight, Dead by Daylight. Even. So yeah, <laughs> I would be surprised if anybody answers that. Like it's for you're forever in a horror game. Yeah. Soon it will be Phoenix Dust. Who <laughs> was game would be? 
one would be dark souls and another would be dying light uh, not dying light yeah. sorry dead by daylight soon it will be phoenix dust because yeah. happy died from the first boss <laughs> the first cutscene 10 times <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, like, you can mod this game. <laughs> How do you keep dying? <laughs> you was trying to get the cutscene to record something for a video, and then we can't get to the cutscene because Happy kept dying on the first <laughs> boss. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> stay tuned for more bloopers of Phoenix Dust. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Follow Fin the page of Phoenix Dust and. I'll be put. I'll be putting the links in the description. And since, again, guys, uh, the, uh, from K Studios, thank you for being my, well accepting to be my guest. And before we end the podcast, do you have any tips for well people like me who want to who want to go into game development? Uh well, uh okay. As for myself, I would say okay. I my parents initially didn't agree to this. Mm-hmm. As in, when I told them that I wanted to be a game developer, they were like, "No, there's no scope in this. Don't do this." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And then I didn't give up fighting, and I still. I I I I pretty much just said if I don't do this I will not do anything else. So for I mean I guess this is a horrible advice to give but then again don't give up on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Stick to it and then as for the development itself I'd say look up before you decide to uh stick to a particular field in the game development itself like for example there are different things that you can do in, mm-hmm. in development like programmer tester uh, in, even in design itself there are tons of things like level design cinematic design lighting design mm-hmm. so, so there are a lot of things that you can do within just the design itself mm-hmm. so before you decide to stick to one particular field find out which your strongest in and then go for that but don't just say okay i like lighting so i'll do just lighting you never know what you're good at until you do that so for for me example i was i was trying to be a 3d modeler and i was not the best at it and i was still trying to be one but, So I didn't know that my forte would be level design and cinematics until I tried it. So that's my only advice to give it give to people would be try out everything before you decide what your strong suit is. That's it. All right. So uh how about Sam or Josh? What's your tips for people who want to get in the game development? For me, I would say <clears throat> don't ever stop trying mm-hmm. like uh, showed up said like um and obviously um the thing is in uh, game in game development um nobody actually knows how it's going to work out mm-hmm. it's more like pretend and pray kind of a thing in 
the programming side actually it is because i've seen um and i have also worked with many people uh who have been like senior developers in the team but they don't even know more or what they know so <clears throat> that's the thing like uh in game development um even um big triple a companies um f- um really struggle with ai's and stuff like that mm. with a lot of programming that's why there are a lot of bugs even in big games because you never know what's going to pop up uh, it's uh, still like we ha- there has i mean like games have been developing since uh, i would say 80s yeah mm. in the late 80s in the late 80s they have games have been properly developing but still now even till now like uh the games aren't something perfect or something that a lot of people can actually say that this is exactly what we should do to actually achieve what we are going to do so yeah like <clears throat> just go for it and um, never back down for some from something and uh, uh, never let someone tell you that you are not good enough All right, that's actually a good tip for everything. <laughs> for whatever field you want to go into, don't let anybody tell you're not good enough. Um, yeah, you're good exactly. enough. <laughs> uh, how about you, Josh? <laughs> What is your tip for people who want to get in this field? May may it be like you be the marketing or advertising? What is your tip? Well, actually, uh, for me, the story for me was uh, I was supposed to take up uh, Happy knows this. Um, the Sorev Happy. Mm. Um, I was supposed to take up uh, game development in college as well, but like I was already on my thesis term for my uh, current course, which was marketing management. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, sometimes uh, I guess I, I I didn't grab the opportunity because I don't want to waste. The tuition that I already paid for, because I, I, if if I took up game development or if I shifted to game development, that would take me two to three years again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know my parents had paid a lot for uh, my education. <laughs> I kind of didn't want to waste it, <laughs> in a sense. But I guess for me, if you have the option to pursue the things that you want to do, then grab that opportunity because it doesn't come by as often as you think. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as for me, yeah, it came out, uh, I think Activision partnered up with uh, our university, or I think, no, Ubisoft, sorry, yeah, Ubisoft, I think, partnered up with our university mm-hmm. for the game development program. But yeah, for me, it was a bit too late because, mm-hmm. yeah, I was already on my last term in college and so on. But like, yeah, um, I think the gaming industry has actually boomed over the past couple of years that there, there are actually game development programs in schools. Uh, not just here in the Philippines, mm. but all over the globe as well. Even China has the esports um, university. Yeah, actually, right? so I hope. Is, yeah, I hope <laughs> that comes to the Philippines. I really wish. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there, there's a lot of things that's that's popping out, especially uh, related to gaming, mm. uh, more or less, and especially now, like uh, with the advancement in technology for gaming more and more people are um, actually hopping in. That's why they open up courses for this, this, and that. So as for me, um, I guess a personal tip would be don't, uh, if you have the opportunity or you have the uh, capabilities to pursue what you want to do, then go grab it. Um, just like what Happy did, he grabbed the opportunity to learn um, game development, then um, yes. 
but for me don't um um for me it's like um don't regret taking up or starting late or shifting mm. because you would actually still learn a lot of stuff from your current course like uh i actually shifted once in college i was um used to be a mathematics with computer application for secondary education mm. so uh we had a bit of psychology classes we had a bit of um um yeah math classes and so on and so forth that's related to education as well and it's actually proved it has proved useful for me as well so i was able to use some of the things that i've learned even though it wasn't my course because mm-hmm. i shifted i was able i was still able to grasp some uh i was able to utilize some knowledge that i've gotten from my older course so yeah uh if you plan on shifting or whatsoever um if you think that it's the right track for you just grab it and uh you would still probably have use for your older classes even mm-hmm. though it's not your main course anymore as for a uh, gaming related um since i'm not a, a developer so there's really nothing much i could say but i guess happy and uh sam was able to cover majority of it so yeah it's just a matter of um knowing your market because the market always um varies um the strategies that work now might not work in the future so mm-hmm. you have to have to uh, you have to adjust um how you do stuff so yeah that that's it for me yeah at, at least for the marketing aspect so always uh, research always learn about the market i actually entered um chaos not knowing much about the gaming industry because i am more to yeah before i used to work for more, more of physical goods food technology fmcgs but uh, yeah um i had to learn a lot of stuff in terms of the gaming industry so not everything is the same and usually what works for one country does not work for the global environment so that is something that you have to learn as a marketer as well all right actually that was very nice and i'm learning something new every episode so yeah uh so next it's your well you've been you You guys have been shining the whole episode, but it's your time to shine more. So, have we, do you guys want to advertise anything, your game, uh, anything? Just go wild. I guess yeah. For me, um, actually, we just started out. Yeah, we released our official trailer. So go check us out on uh, YouTube, uh, Phoenix Dust. Uh, And uh, we also have our. We're starting to build up our community with Facebook, Instagram. We actually created our subreddit community today, so we plan to have more of our um, communities hopefully joining in because we will be posting more updates there as well. So we are available on Facebook, uh, Instagram, sub uh, Reddit, uh, YouTube, and uh, hopefully. Uh, Uh, we're starting on our Twitter as well, so we have uh, a lot of platforms wherein you can keep yourself updated, and our Discord server as well. If you want to actually hang out with us, with the devs, uh, sometimes we play we play together. So if you want to join us, uh, engage with the com- uh, we we are more than happy to engage with the community because we believe that the uh, we believe that the community having est- establishing like a good um, rapport with the community is really really good. And aside from that, we really want To get to know more people, so we really welcome the community into our um, into our pages, into our um, social media platforms, so that we could interact with them. 
if they have any questions, yeah, feel free to message us on our Facebook and Instagram as well, and we would be able to reply to your inquiries. All right. So yeah, uh, if you guys missed the links or the the name of the pages for the Chaos Studio, uh, I'll be putting the link in the descript the links in the description. So. You just can you can just click the link and go straight to the their their social media and Discord, and well you can you can also play with them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, again. Yeah, don't mind. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Go go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say, even if you wanted to play with us, just text us and we'll play. We are we are gamers as well. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, they're online most of the time in Discord, so don't <laughs> worry. Yeah. Yes. So we just want our community to grow, our community mm. to have like a unity along with mm. it as well. So yeah, we really do enjoy spending time with you guys. Um, if ever, yeah, if you're looking for someone to play with, um, yeah, just message us. Uh, usually, um, we're free at night, uh, I guess, depending on the workload. But yeah, we could actually schedule up some uh, multiplayer games that all of us could play together as one community. Actually, that is a good idea, especially that it's a good way to update, up, update them about the game for them to to look forward to the game especially that you guys play with them and talk to them directly not through a bot so i really appreciate that idea of you of yours so yeah guys yes uh we are at the end of our episode so again guys thank you to the members of chaos studios for accepting my invitation to be my guest and to the listeners out there don't don't forget to follow their social media and uh go inside their discord group so you can play with them talk to them and yeah special and again to the listeners thank you for tuning in this is uh, Happy, the host of Fuck Blank, and not Happy Sorum. Uh, <laughs> another Happy. Yeah. Another Happy. Uh, so, yeah, to the listeners out there, have a great night and fuck off.